exact word, but it was along the lines. And I was just like, do you know yeah. what? I just can't do it. Um, but yeah, do you know, I think when you initially sent me the tweet, I was probably expecting a lot more from it. I was excited because I was like, oh, okay, this is a different, a different thing. Like it's not a, it's obviously an integration of cultures, but it's quite different because it's, you know, it's an Indian, Indian culture and Nigeria and they, they can have some similarities, but obviously they're very different. So I'd be, I was really interested in how they were going to play it. I was really excited because obviously you have Nollywood. Yeah. And you have, and you have Bollywood. <laughs> and this, I was expecting a culture mash extravaganza, you know. You are listening to Colour Out The Box. So welcome to Colour Out The Box. As always, this is Mo and I'm finally back. So as you know, Colour Out The Box, we talk about creativity, life and we discuss the culture. Um, At Colour Out The Box on all socials to join the conversation. And this week I'm joined by returnee... Um, guest May do you want to introduce yourself hi everyone it's May as Mo has said um it's good to be back do you know what the last time I recorded with you I think it was about a year and we did it remotely via zoom so it's been a year since I've been on this podcast but I've also noticed that you haven't been around for a bit either so May where have you been well, we'll get to that. Before we get into that, I'm going to ask you an icebreaker question because, you know, it's, <laughs> we're returning. It's a new format, clearly. New format, you know, new logo, new format. Yeah, um, so it's just a way for me to get to know my guest co host a little bit without asking them the typical questions. So, where is your favourite place to be? Oh, that is a nice icebreaker question. Where is my favourite place to be? Do you know what? Everyone that knows me knows it's my flat. I just like to be at home. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a home body. So nice. like like you know this, don't you? I just, I just like being at home. Um, I'd say the favourite place in my flat is probably my front room because I get good light. Um, but yeah, I just like to chill. I like to be at home. I like to... Maybe it's lockdown that's made it me appreciate my home probably even more. But yeah, right now, this is my favourite place to be. Nice. I like it. I like it. And it makes sense, especially because we've all been spending a lot more time at home. Um, I'm allowed to ask you where your favourite place to be is or are we not, are we not doing that? Is well... It, am I messing um, up all that? That's not how the icebreakers are working. Okay, <laughs> So, so yeah but um I will give a quick update in terms of what I've been up to so obviously the podcast has been on a hiatus which was supposed to be <clears throat> um a couple of months mm-hmm. actually turned into almost a year um and the reason why I took the break is my employment status changed dramatically because of the pandemic like many of us um we found ourselves um having to I don't know readjust um and then also I just need to focus on some other priorities and if I'm really honest 
you know, your girl was just a bit tired. I just wanted to take a break. So I had a break. So yeah. I know, but and you've come back fresh and brand new. Yes, we are. And we've got, as you, you know, anyone that's a returning listener, you'll see a brand new artwork and logo, nice and bright colours. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, I don't know. I think with this news of the UK open, opening up, I feel like it was a good time to return as well. So are you looking forward to May, um, um, June 21st? When apparently we all get to be outside. Yes, when freedom is upon us. Okay, let's hope we get there. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm liking the new artwork. So, ah, yeah, I just, I feel like I don't really see myself in it. Like, I just, I was expecting to see my face there. Like, your face specifically, yes, or like, you don't see anyone that represents you? Oh, no, there's definitely someone that represents me. That's what I like about it. I really love about it. It's just um, representation. But I was just thinking, like, my actual face, I felt could have been okay. used. <laughs> I feel like this is a conversation we can take offline. So, <laughs> so um, why don't we actually start the podcast? Okay, so this week's episode is a bit of a TV, I suppose, special. Um, I know it's been a while since I've recorded and I thought, you know what, let's, let's, because we, obviously we can't go out or go anywhere. <laughs> let's talk about what's been going on in TV land. So um, I wanted to talk about May, the up and coming, um, I suppose, interview um, TV show between Oprah Winfrey, Harry and Meghan yeah so that's um Prince Harry and Princess Meghan Markle um what they do they're gonna do their tell all tell all interview to Oprah Mm. so I am first thing first are you gonna watch it yes definitely I think they've done a really good job with enticing people to watch it just the suspense with like the the sort of preview clips that have been going around but yeah I want to hear what um what she's got to say and I, I want to hear what you know what he has got to say as well so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it on Monday night mm. um what do you think they're going to talk about because there's been so much like speculation and like there's been loads of different clips that have been going around where they literally say I think at one point that the royal family were not supportive um, in protecting them from like the press like yeah. what else do you think is going to be in it I mean I think yeah pretty much what you've said I think she's definitely going to talk about her experience um, and the fact that she wasn't allowed to to speak so her voice mm. was was muzzled for what for whatever reason and I think she's going to talk about um, the difficulties that they that they faced and the issues that they had with the press which is very clear because we can see the smear campaign that's gone on this week and I think they're probably just going to talk about um, their future, really, and their plans. Mm. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's been a shame the way that, again, but not surprisingly, the way that there's been this massive smear campaign, um, just even about the the interview in itself. Um, and, you know, how dare they do this interview and it's so... Um, you know, so ridiculous and it's really insensitive for them to be doing it whilst Prince Philip is in hospital. And it's just like, hmm, no, let's let's let them speak. That the lengths that they've gone to this week, I think, again, are just quite disgusting. I think it's actually quite shameful, mm-hmm. not even a shame. It's actually shameful how the British press have like 
treated both of them mm-hmm. but specifically no both of them it's been pretty bad considering that how they treated diana yeah and she literally died um trying to escape like the press attention mm-hmm. and they've just carried on with um her kids and then also with megan like she, megan she they announced that earlier on last year she had she had actually lost her pregnancy um, she's now pregnant again. You'd think that they would like back off the press and mm-hmm. like leave them to it, but it just seems that the the hatred, and I don't know where it comes from because I don't know. Maybe I'm in an echo chamber, chamber, a bubble. But yeah. from the people around me, I feel I feel like there's a lot of people that are indifferent to the royal family, which I am most of the time, mm-hmm. and they don't really care. And people that really like love them. So where this hatred. Um, where does it come from? Why are people, why are the press like this whole thing of Megan seems to be like the worst thing ever? Yeah, I mean, I think they've been like this since um, they announced that they were going to get married. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we spoke about this on the pod maybe, just in mm. terms of the differences in the headlines that she, or the, the yeah, the difference in the headlines that she got in comparison to Kate Middleton, even though it was, around exactly the same thing um yeah there's just been a dislike to her um for for whatever reason um but what is the reason because like let's not like beat around a bush or no it's you know we the UK says oh you know we're not racist or if they are they're willing to learn you know everybody was putting up black squares and was standing in solidarity Mm, black square summer yes and but this is an example of where um racism is in action and just because it's is subtle or it's sort of you know masked with lots of different things the root is is that actually a black woman has come into the royal family um which is a white institution um Mm. and has shaken things up a little bit and the example from this week is the fact that they have decided to investigate bullying accus- accusations or allegations, sorry, from 2018. There has never been such a public story of mistreatment and yeah. inve- investigation to that mistreatment um, until, let's be clear, until the white people had to take orders from a black woman. And then sure, but we're just going to, we can just call that a coincidence. Okay. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> You sure did. Um, you know what? I feel like I'll put in that clip of um I don't know if you saw it where you had um Kalechi, um Gina, um Gina Yashare and Dr. Shola speaking. I think it was on BBC or Sky News. It was on Sky News. Yeah. That's the best news segment I have seen yeah. ever. <laughs> and just basically nothing was held back and everything was said. So I'll insert the clip here. To us, we know what it looks like. The writing is on the wall. And when you, when you have all these comments around Prince Harry, can I just say Prince Harry is the husband to Meghan that Prince Charles never was to Diana. And that's saying something. That is saying something right there. This is a man who's understood that history can repeat itself. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> like Nigerians would say prevention is better than cure. so yeah um one thing I'm gonna say and it might sound controversial um I was having a conversation with various people about the interview 
And one of the things that was mentioned, maybe they should just ignore the UK press because they're now in America Mm. and just start to move on with their life. Yeah. And just continue not to say anything and as some might say, take the high road. What, what, what do you say to, to that? I mean, I think they need an opportunity to share whatever. And, and everyone has sort of said, oh, how dare Meghan Markle? Actually, Prince Harry's having this interview as well. Like he will be mm-hmm. in the interview. So they have chosen to speak about what they have experienced. And let's not get it twisted. Before Meghan Markle was on the scene, um, Harry never liked the, the press. He was no, very he angry with them. Um, it's been the case for most of his life and then all of a sudden it's now an issue it's, it's a Meghan Markle thing and that you know that's not the case but I think I know lots of people have sort of spoken about the fact that it's a bit of a coincidence that um, they sort of say or they don't want they want to be private and, and they don't want um, to share or anything like that but yet they're having big interviews I mean I think have your interview and then go about your life um but yeah you can't I guess I kind of get what people are saying in the sense you can't ask for privacy like all the time and then want publicity um well I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if they did this interview and we literally never hear from them again so we don't see the second baby it's not our business we don't have a right to see um the second baby we they bring up their children they live um their life But the only thing I would say is um, their life is trying to support various organisations and charities, Mm -hmm. which requires publicity and bringing awareness to those causes. So it would be hard for them to do that um, and then live in this life of um, solitude. But a part of me does want them just to... Especially Megan, I just a part of me just wants her to just be happy, and it's almost like I just wanted to say, like, girl, just don't even worry about them and just live your life. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know me personally, if someone keeps, if people are kept on telling lies about me, I would definitely want to at least speak my truth and explain my side of the story. I mean, I some think, of the stuff is ridiculous. Yeah, and I think it was disappointing that the institution didn't come out and speak about mm. the fact that she was being attacked. You know, Harry did write a letter or whatever, did did speak out on it, but they didn't. And then all of a sudden, I think the Middletons had made a comment on racism. And I'm just like, where have you, you know, there was issues in your own house and you didn't comment on it. And now you want to start yeah. talking about um, racism outside. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think people take it so personally don't they? I don't I don't know why though. I um as I said, at most I'm indifferent to the royal family, mm. whether they're there or not. It it doesn't really bother me either way. Yeah. However, I've never been a royalist or anti-royalist. Yeah. But this is definitely pushing me on the anti-side because mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the what's the purpose other than you know? causing issue to to this um to this woman I don't understand and especially in this current climate that we're living in you know where we're probably heading into like the worst recession of our like you know lifetimes you know we've had so many people that have um, gotten ill many people that have unfortunately passed away 
I think as a royal family, this is a time where you really need to kind of show your value to the country because mm-hmm. it is an expense. I'm I'm finding it hard to find what is the value because you, you know, you have someone, you have a mixed race woman come into the royal family and literally they've bullied her out of the entire country. Yeah. That's not normal. I mean, I think Harry um, even picks up on just the fact that I think he said something like he's been able to go through it with his wife, but he was obviously reflecting on his mother, um, the fact that she had to do it by herself. And it's like, you know, once you're out of the royal family and we've seen it before, just what happens in terms of the press and, you know, you're hounded, like they made Princess Diana's life um, awful. Mm. So... I mean, yeah, I'm intrigued um, and I'm looking forward to to what she and he as well has to say um, on Monday. I know people were even, um, I don't know if you watched the interview that he did with James Corden. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Is that where um, they went in the car? Is that the one? Yeah, it's like the carpool karaoke, but they did it on like an open top bus and then they sort of went around. And you get to see... Harry in his element which you can which you know you've always known he's very different from William like I think his personality Mm. shines a bit better but yeah he's just a man that is protecting his family like he's looking after his wife and his kids why is that an issue Mm. they are the most you know he's been very clear that this is the they are his priority so you know if a man says that that his family is his priority why is that such an issue Mm. I do think that in terms of, I'm, as I said, I, I don't expect them to go and live like a completely private life. I just don't think that's possible. Mm. But I think if they address everything in this interview, yeah, I, I think if I was them or advising them, not that I am, um, <laughs> I would be like, okay, that's it. We don't talk on this particular aspect of the yeah. royal family again. And yeah, we just, yeah. just leave it all on the table and then, people can make of it what they like because no matter, I'm sure, what they say, um, people are still going to be um, critical. Yeah. But just put it out all on the table and then let's move on from it. But I just I just don't understand how people can debate with me over whether racism exists in this country yeah. when we, we are seeing continuous... And it's not just racism... I think it's classism as well. Um, the fact that she's American, everything. Yeah. But there's gen- there's a genuine. It's almost kind of like she should be grateful for the position that she's in. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, I mean, you just think to yourself, if you know, if if this baby or her next their next kid has the throwback throwback black jeans and comes out with an afro and stuff like that, yeah, <laughs> you know, it can what, happen. You know what what kind of things are going to be written about them then um mm. I think that yeah the UK thinks that um we're quite progressive and we've made steps but again this is an example of where it's so clear that we really haven't done anything no. because you know people aren't hurling insults at people and using derogatory terms which they are doing um doesn't mean that racism isn't in the UK I think mm. we even have the worst kind and you know what's so funny? It's like even people, as I said, that are not really interested in the royal family have seen that, and I'm talking about all types of different people, white people included, have mm-hmm. been like, it's bullying. 
Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense how come all of this attention is on one member of the royal household. It doesn't make sense. Who actually is not even a member of the royal household anymore because they have officially retired, Mm -hmm. been made redundant. I don't know. But yeah. I mean, even unpicking their statement on that to the point of saying, oh, you know, it was a side, uh, a sort of a dig when they said, um, something about I think they said something about our life is service or everyone can live a life of service and mm. all the people saying oh it was a dig at the queen um and it's just like oh you know if they they're damned if they write something and put it out they're damned if they don't so yeah you know you might as well do the interview speak freely and then peace out yeah and on that note let's talk about our next topic Okay, so May, let's change the pace. And um, so before I brought the podcast back, um, I saw, I sent you a tweet because I saw this film called (laughs) um, Namaste Wahala advertised. And I was like, yeah, this looks really good. So Mm -hmm. just for the sake of our listeners, so Namaste Wahala is um, produced and directed by Hamisha um, Dayani. Um, Apologies if I have pronounced that incorrectly. It was her directorial debut. Um, The film stars um, um, Ini Dima Okoiji, um, who plays Diddy. And Rusian Mumtaz, who plays an Indian investment banker, and basically they fall in love, and um, yeah, and all um, hijinks um, pursue. So yeah, I saw the trailer. I was like, great, love it, definitely gonna watch it. Watched it. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you want to give like a one minute recap of the storyline? <laughs> No, not really, to be honest. Um, I, um, yeah, so first of all, I started watching it. I feel like it took me about a week to watch this film. I started right. watching it and, and within like five minutes, I think I messaged you and I was like, this film is rubbish. Those weren't my exact words, <laughs> but it was along the lines. And I was just like, do you know what? Yeah. I just can't do it. Um, but yeah, do you know, I think when you initially sent me the tweet, I was probably expecting a lot more from it. I was excited because I was like, oh, okay, this is a different a different thing. Like it's not a, it's obviously an integration of cultures, but it's quite different because it's, you know, it's an Indian Indian culture and Nigeria and they, they can have some similarities, but obviously they're very different. So I'd be, I was really interested in how they were going to play it. I was really excited because obviously you have Nollywood. Yep. And you have, and you have Bollywood. <laughs> and this, I was expecting a culture mash extravaganza, you know, mm-hmm. from two really like rich and interesting cultures coming together. I was expecting it to be really big and fun and colorful and for me it just felt a little bit flat so you're not going to do the one minute recap shall I do Um, okay so the guy what you need to help me with names the guy is called um Raj okay so Raj is running along the beach runs into a girl called Diddy Diddy In that time, he's going to marry her and goes, hopes to meet her again. They meet, they start dating. Her parents are uh, against it. His mum 
flies over. She's also against it. There's another story within a storyline, which, okay, was good. That, um, And then what else happens? And then basically in the end, they get married and they end up together. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. Um, what was I so gonna- what? So before we go into before we go into what we thought wasn't quite right, what did you enjoy about the film? Um, hmm. Oh wow, it's that hard. Should I go with what I enjoyed <laughs> first? <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> um, so as I said, I think for me, the, the thing that really grabbed me was seeing interracial relationship represented that didn't center whiteness. Okay. And I thought that was super interesting. And as I said, the whole thing of mixing two very bold and colorful cultures together, um, I was really excited um, for that. And I think often when we watch um, TV and film, when, and even in society, when we talk about interracial dating, we tend Mm. to put white with other, if that makes sense. So it was actually, it was actually refreshing and nice to see, okay, not only a black woman, a darker skinned black woman, and this Indian man, because even the representation of sometimes um, Indian men in like lead roles can be limited, coming together in yeah. this rom rom com. So yeah, I was I was excited, and for me that was the the big draw. Yeah, was there anything? Do you know what you? I would say? Actually? Okay, no, I mean what <laughs> I would say is the end of the film. Yeah, even though you kind of know they're going to end. Together, I think the way in which the film ended was nice um, just because she as a lawyer was trying to help on a case which she did well on and that that in itself was good but the fact that the families could come together um, both families who were very proud um, and have real strong traditional values were able to be accepting of um, the relationship I thought that okay that was a nice ending hmm Okay, so let's discuss what what went wrong with the film. What what did you For think? Me, I felt like it spent. See this much- part, you're ready to talk. I know, really <laughs> it spent so much time focusing on the little things that they were trying to do to make it comedic that it missed out on like so much other stuff that they could have touched on. So we didn't really get to unpick what the problem was within the relationship. Mm. We didn't get much culture or like, I just felt like there was more that could been, that could have been done with the issue between the two of them Mm. um, and the family's issue between the two of them. And then again, I just felt like there was certain, there was like a serious subject that it touched on in the fact that she was trying to defend a, a woman who had been abused um, physically by a man. And yeah. that stuff I felt could have been unpicked a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know what, with also with Nollywood films, there's always scenes there that you're just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was the problem. It They didn't, I think they didn't go for it enough. Mm-hmm. So do you remember that film, The Wedding Party? Yes. So the f- let's not talk about the second one, but the first one was over the top. Mm-hmm. So the wedding party is a Nigerian film um, and it was super popular. 
and it was over the top and it was colorful and it was like loud. I think I was expecting this because even when they did the Bollywood style kind of like dancing, I was waiting for the other dancers to come out and join in. And I was expecting like a big set piece and it just Mm -hmm. never happened. And it, it looked like the budget wasn't matching maybe the filmmakers um expectation yeah and I think it was almost two hours long so I remember getting an hour in and I was just like what you know what what's gone on so far like so much could have been done in the hour um I mean there was one scene where they were trying to be really funny where his mum arrives in Nigeria and the the taxi driver and the taxi guy just came to pick him up and it was a it was about a five minute scene of them just and it was quite cringy because they were literally just screaming at each other um and I just thought to myself I just can't um with this film it's a shame because I had high expectations for it um but I just don't think it it did what I thought it was going to do and I think also for a rom-com shouldn't I feel the chemistry between the two leads like I didn't believe that um, um, Didi and um, Raj loved each other or even yeah. fancied each other. I just mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling love. I think it, yeah, at points I just thought these are two quite bad actors. And, and yeah, I was just like, oh. this is good. I've seen her in other like um, Nigerian like um, series and she's mm-hmm. actually really good they had some like really good like actors and actresses in in the film but yeah, they had some I just high-end ones I can't remember the dad is a really famous um well his name is called um Richard Moffat um Damijo oh uh, okay yeah. yeah so he's in a lot I, rem- of- I remember his name for some reason oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a really good actor and mm-hmm. even I felt like he was struggling in this. Yeah. I mean it was giving me more Bollywood than it did give me Nollywood, if I'm honest. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. So as always on Colour Out the Box, we like to explore the culture, including what's going on. So moving on with our TV and Netflix review. Um Behind her eyes, the Netflix oh, well, let me get comfortable for this one. <laughs> get comfortable because I'm still kind of uncomfortable by the ending, <laughs> but we'll get to that. Um, so for those that haven't seen it, I've already said spoiler alert, I think, but I'll say it. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the show, go and watch it on Netflix and then come back and listen to the podcast because we are going to spoil the ending, which is actually the big <laughs> thing. So it's a miniseries created by um, Steve Lightfoot based upon the 2017 book by Sarah Pimborough, um, starring Simon Brown, yeah. Simona Brown, sorry, who plays Louise, um, Tom Bateman, who is Dr. David, and Eve um, Horson, mm. who's Adele, and not forgetting Robert um, Arameo, maybe, and he plays Rob. Um, I'm going to give the one minute recap. So May, just to remind you of what happened. So Louise is a single divorced mother of one. After a chance meeting, meets a mysterious handsome man at a bar who later turns out to be her boss, Dr. David. Like most normal people, Louise and David embarked on an affair. 
because that's what you do at work. Whilst Louise also became best friends with Adele, who happens to be David's wife. But the love, I tri- but the love triangle gets even stranger. <laughs> Adele teaches Louise how to astro project her spirit um, to leave her body and go anywhere she has been before. Thrown in the mix is the murder of um, Adele's best friend, Rob. Okay, so that's the one minute um, overview. First question. I mean, if I what... knew your one minute overview was going to be like this, I would have done oh. a better job with Namaste. <laughs> I mean, I did say like three times. <laughs> I was like, are you going to do one minute over? And you're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, first question, May, what did you think of the series? And second part of the question, do you think you would have watched it if we were not in lockdown? <laughs> that was a leading question. Okay, let me go with the first part. What did I think? First part. Story? What did I you think? Admit, when it first came on, someone told me about it and I was like, do you know what? I just think it's going to trigger me because I just thought it was about a woman that was having an affair or got herself involved with um, a couple or whatever. And I didn't necessarily know it was a psychological thriller. So I wasn't expecting that. So I was a bit like, oh, I don't really want to watch this. Where, why is the, like, why is it a black woman that's being cast um, to get herself involved in a white couple's um, marriage and to be. Oh, I actually, I actually quite like that. <laughs> oh, I, I just thought, I just don't need this. Um, so I yeah. didn't watch that. And then I was like, okay, fine. So I started and she was just annoying me because I was just like, I feel like, Black women just don't have time for all the stuff that she was doing. So, so that's Louise who Louise. started having an affair with Dr. David, yeah. I was just like, you're doing too much. Um, so, yeah, just she was just being really nosy, like, mm. okay, she's having an affair, but then you're trying to be friends with the, the the wife and you're not letting things go and you're just getting involved, like so involved in things that she didn't need to be involved in. Um, but then I got hooked. I think it was by episode like three. And mm. I, I was more hooked because um, Adele, who is the wife, I, there was definitely a story there, which we obviously find out later. But she just was so much more intriguing to me. I was like, what is her story? Um, which is probably why I carried on watching it. I wasn't, when they started doing all this whole thing where they could leave their body and all this other stuff, I kind of switched off. Um, oh, okay. from all of that because it just wasn't yeah. going in the way I expected but I was really intrigued in what happened with Adele and her friend Rob yeah um, so yeah that's it that's what I thought of it I mean all in all the ending um I, it was not what I was well, expecting well let's hold before you go to the ending my second part of the question would you have watched this if we were not in lockdown I would have you know do you know what? I would have you because I wouldn't <laughs> I would have because it would have just been something I mean it would have been on anyway if it was working I, I probably would have watched it um yeah I would have you really wouldn't have I feel like since we've been in lockdown and quarantine my um I just tend to watch whatever anyone else is watching <laughs> so just so I can join the conversation online and mm-hmm. because a, a lot of people were tweeting about this in terms of like you know the ending I just was like, okay, you know what, let me have a look. Um, but I, I think I've, I'm with you. I started watching it thinking, okay, was it going to be, you know, like Dr. Foster? Yeah, um, it would definitely give me Dr. Foster vibes. To then start I, with. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, it's a murder mystery. 
And then we had this kind of, I don't know if you'd call it like, what's the word? Um, not science fiction, um, not clairvoyant, but anyway, we had this other turn of this astro projection of like your spirit out of your body. I just was like, where is this going? So I found, and I, and literally I continued watching cause I was just like, I need to understand where the story is going. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. I didn't see that coming. Um, the ending. The ending. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Shall we talk about the ending? Yeah, let's go for it. I think for me, the so part, what happened yeah so um in the end we find out that um Adele is actually not Adele she mm. is um Rob so Adele and Rob were in a um what was what, they were locked up in a I think like a um and some kind of institution, institution to support, to support um, people's yeah, like support I think it was health. like a rehab or yeah. mental health facility um, and they could both, um, he taught her how to switch. No, she taught him. Oh, so she taught him how to leave his body. Yeah. And then he suggested let's swap. Yeah. So they swapped souls or whatever. And then he, um, he was in her body and gave her an overdose. Yeah. And killed her. And killed her. So Rob is now in Adele's body. Adele is in Rob's body, but Adele is now dead but people think Rob's dead. Um, And then she's living, Adele and Rob is living with the husband, (laughs) um, basically. But she, um, Adele realises that the husband has fallen for Louise and Mm. um, gives himself an overdose or leaves his body or calls Louise who's going to commit suicide. And then Louise and her fast self goes to the house. Instead of her just to call the police, she decides... Or the fire brigade, because the house is on fire. (laughs) She decides of her fast self that she's going to leave her body and try and get into um, Louise's, uh, Adele's body. And I don't know what she was thinking was going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, um, she does that, leaves her body, ends up in Adele's body. Adele... um, is already left her body and is waiting for Louise, gives her an overdose and Louise now is dead. So Adele lives yeah. on, basically. Now inside. So oh, Rob, it's Rob mm-hmm. from back in the day, has been living as this white woman, is now living, is going to be living as a black woman and then marries Dr. David, who still doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> um, and also we, we forget Louise also has a son, um little Adam and that's who, a bit um, disturbing that's the bit that is disturbing for everybody because <laughs> I genuinely am like worried for baby Adam even though he's not a baby he's like seven or something but still I was genuinely concerned did you see that ending coming not at all I honestly felt like when um yeah I just felt like um, Louise was going to die, literally, and that would have been. Mm. It. I just thought it would have been a happy, <laughs> happy ending for um, Louise was going to die. Louise, you... Adele, Adele. Um, yeah, I it was going to be a happy ending for Louise and um, Tom Do- or Doctor Doctor David. <laughs> You're just making up names. <laughs> I don't even know who Tom was. <laughs> but Tom is the name of the the actor, the guy who plays on his full Tom. Oh, okay. So let me look at my actor list. That is right. Tom Bateman. Tom Bateman. Sorry. <laughs> well um, done. <laughs> but yeah, David. I just thought they were going to live happily ever after. Um, 
yeah I don't know what I was to be honest I don't know what I was expecting Mm. what about you um no I didn't expect the ending at all it really um took me by surprise because if you notice that most of the action happened in the last half an hour of the last Mm -hmm. episode (laughs) like everything got revealed I just was like you know first of all like you know Rob was actually killed or we thought was killed then the astro projection and even the fact that that's what it was you know we thought that they were just dreaming but they were actually moving around in the real world um so I read like a few articles online and basically these were some of the clues that we may have missed that would have alluded to the ending Okay, so let's see if you remembered any of these. So Rob was the heroin addict, not Adele, but we yet we saw Adele ejecting herself with heroin on the bed between her toes. That was true because I know what. Yes, and also the other thing about that was when she went looking for heroin that day, um, when she got punched, I was like, "Is she trying to set him up, or what's gone on there?" But yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So when we saw Louise and Dr. David making love in Louise's um, apartment, her flat, did you notice sometimes the camera angle would be from above? Yeah. So basically we were watching, so we were watching through the eyes of Adele Stroke Rob spying on Louise and Dr. David, the astro projection. I kind of, I didn't think anything about the, like, projection but I did think that the camera angles are funny but there was something odd you got that eerie yeah. feeling the times that they were together making love especially mm. it was a bit like mm, this is there's something not right yeah um next clue Adele when she came to well we call it Adele fake Adele <laughs> when she came to Louise's flat she came in and looked around the whole flat. Oh, yeah. And remember, for astro projection to work, you have to have visited the place before. So she mm-hmm. obviously was memorizing it so she could come back and later spy on Louise and David. Yeah, there was something about that, again, that didn't make sense. But when I realized it was like, okay, I just thought, well, this woman's like really odd that she's just walking freely around someone else's house. Mm. But yeah. Um. Why did Adele have Rob's diary in the first place? That is very true. Mm. Sorry, just closing my door. Um, um, when we saw, when they were all together at Adele's um, um, estate, stately home, mm-hmm. um, what we were actually witnessing was Rob falling in love with David when at that um at dinner time where because mm. there was that awkward moment where he was just like lingering watching him yeah and there was a time when David first drives up and like Rob's hiding you kind of think oh is it because he's shy but no actually he was falling in love yeah okay um Rob's astral projection is blue while Adele's is pink so when we saw Rob's, um, when we thought we were seeing Adele's astral projection, we were actually seeing Rob's, which was um, blue, mixing with Louise's. So, oh. yeah. That's and then um, finally, 
The poster shows a green beam going between Rob and Louise, which hints at the ultimate ending. Right now, <laughs> are you looking up the poster? I'm looking at the poster. I'm like, huh? <laughs> um, oh, okay. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. Interesting. And then, sorry, this is the final one. The final, final thing that you may have missed. Did you see the pigeon at the end? So where Rob is now inside of Louise's body, when he comes to Louise's flat, there's a pigeon on the kitchen table that flies out the balcony. Who do you think that is? Well, that pigeon, if if you look closely, has a green feather on its neck. Louise's astral projection is green. So the word is online that maybe she put herself inside the pigeon's body. Are you looking it up? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I can't take credit for that um, theory. I actually saw that on Twitter, but it seems to be backed by quite a few different people. Okay. I mean, the interesting thing is, is I guess it's just in case they want to do a behind her eyes too, I guess. I think there are talks that they're they're going to do another series. Because the book, the book doesn't end there. Oh, just the book? Not I thought the book ended there. No. Because so. I read that in the book, I think that there's a quite a disturbing line where she basically says that you know she she's back with the person that she loves, or her and um, David are back together, or whatever. She's finally got him, and then children can always be disposed of. So oh. it's sort of a bit of an eerie ending, which yeah. is kind of what you got in the. Yeah. Um, at the end anyway, which was quite unsettling for me. So let's address the most unrealistic part of the program. Is that black women mind their business? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to lead up to it. I was going to say it wasn't that they covered up the murder. It wasn't that they could astro project. It was that we we don't be in people's business like that. <laughs> I mean, if you're taught anything, it's to mind your business. <laughs> yeah, and I found myself, like, screaming at the screen, saying, Louise, like, this don't concern you. I mean, there was time when she, I think she wrote, when she trekked up to Brighton or down to Brighton, yeah. whatever, I was like, this is a step too far. You're when she writes much. a letter to the police, I'm like, you're doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> when she meets him at King's Cross and wants to go with him and calls Adele to tell her, her what's happened and again I'm like this is you're just doing too much it was so funny seeing Kings Cross actually wasn't it it was so funny seeing Kings Cross with loads of people actually yeah um yeah doing too much um another unrealistic um part do you think this um Scottish white man is going to be able to pass himself off as this um black woman mother (laughs) of one (laughs) Because I tell you where I it's mean, gonna, where it, I tell you where the game was away. When do you notice when Rob was inside Louise's um, body? All of a sudden, Louise has a fringe <laughs> with her curly yeah. hair. I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> He's not going to be. I mean, the sun is going to out him yeah. straight away. It's just so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm scared for um for little Adam, Louise's son. Um, but yeah, as I said, I heard that there was going to be a part two. So if there is, what are your predictions? Um, if there's a part two, I have a feeling 
I was, I think I was talking um, about this with someone. It might be like you, because I have a feeling that Louise is gone. Um, and I wonder if the it'll pigeon. be like the you. Don't forget the pigeon. Okay, I'm going to go with the fact that she's probably not going to appear again. Um, so I think it might just be like, yeah, it might just be like you and there'll just be another situation. Um, because I just think the idea of, of a pigeon, then, yeah, that just that is so far-fetched. Okay, you need to go back and watch the pigeon bit. Um, <laughs> so my predictions actually include the pigeon. Um <laughs> That I predict because this is the only way that I can sleep at night because I'm so I'm genuinely when the ending happened all I kept on thinking about was um Adam I I'm not gonna lie I didn't really have the same sympathy for Dr David um Mm -hmm. I felt like he could have done more um but and I felt like Louise as we discussed could have minded her own business um which would have avoided this but she was doing you know YOLO but I just want her to come <laughs> back and re-enter her body from the pigeon and save um, Adam. That's that's my only wish or prediction for season two. Okay, I mean that's a lot that could be done in one episode. So if that's trash. yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, I forgot to add in this bit. I might just like edit this in. So. Because of, you know, behind your eyes, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then I actually had a dream this week where I was on the bus going down Tottenham Court Road. Okay. And I wanted to get off the bus, but I couldn't get off. I felt uncomfortable because people were not wearing their masks mm-hmm. and I wanted to get off and I couldn't get off. And I was getting more and more anxious. And then in my dream, I looked at my hands and saw I had extra fingers and I was like, it's a dream. And yeah. I got off the bus and then I walked to the park near my old workplace. Mm-hmm. So it works. Girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to me. It works. <laughs> I was able to escape from my dream. <laughs> I'm leaving this on the pod. I'm, Are you look, listeners? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listeners, listeners. If you've been able to do that, let me know because I want to know. Because May so is not being going on here right now. She's not supporting. This is a safe space. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our highlights of the week. So, May, um, what's your highlight of the week? What do you want to bring a spotlight to? Anything you want to big up, bring um, attention to our listeners, recommend? What's it going to be? Okay, so my highlight, I feel like I always do this every time I come on. It's like a highlight, but it's also a low light. Um, So my highlight was I was quite looking forward to watching to come into America. Oh, I think that was mine as well. But you go on. (laughs) I think we even said, oh, we're going to watch it on Friday night. And say, watched it yesterday, was looking forward to it. I thought to myself, it's been a while since this film came out. So let's enjoy it on a Friday night. Um, One hour in and I'd fallen asleep. Yeah. So I just think I'm just going to bring Coming to America to the attention of everybody. It'd be really interesting to hear what people's thoughts and views were. 
about about the film mine mm. were that it wasn't worth it um it was very this is um highlight of the week by the way i know it is sorry <laughs> <laughs> i always go off topic can i put a more positive spin on it because i had the same highlight of the week oh you did see <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i was actually gonna you know promote it as a highlight no but you know what i'm gonna say Let's, i'll tell you what I will say <laughs> okay you land you land, Let me just it. My land thank you. Um, <laughs> i would say about it is that it was nice to see um mm-hmm. all the old cast members um back on the big screen that that was yeah what was nice about it okay you can go okay. so my highlight of the week is also coming to america <laughs> um but i'm gonna say you should watch the um eddie murphy trilogy on amazon so that is boomerang coming to america one and then finish on coming to america two so, and you will definitely enjoy it a lot more <laughs> So I was coming to America part two is what I was expecting <laughs> 30 years later to be. Um, I think they could have, I think if they, I don't want to spoil any of the plot because it's still quite early, but I think yeah. there were just some missed opportunities as a storyline, but let's, let's hear what people think about it more and stuff like that. But Definitely, if you watch those three films in a row, your experience of the whole thing will be much better. Because I watched Boomerang the other day and I was reminded that's a great film. And I'm going to watch Come to America 1 tonight just for the scene with Randy Jackson. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I do find about it is I really, and this is not a spoiler, I just struggle with American actors um, and actresses putting on a general African in quotation marks <laughs> accent. I'm just like, what there's is no happening such thing here? as an African accent, by the way. It's like Af- this. <laughs> it's a lot of countries together. <laughs> a lot, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, that that's my highlight of the week. Yeah, yeah. Wesley Slice's African accent in quotation marks was not actually too bad. He it sounded wasn't. like he was with he was from a potential country in Africa. So I appreciated um, that. I mean, what's his name? Wrote to me. Um, again, he was, who is, he was in it. He's Nigerian and the accent was still off. But yeah, yeah anyway. but I feel like that's a general thing. But anyway, do go and watch the film. That's yeah, our highlight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, May. So we've come to the end of the podcast. Thank you as always for coming back and having a chat me. with me. Um as always, you can find Colour Out the Bots on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, May, where can the people find you? Um, on Twitter. Um, oh gosh, I can't even remember my Twitter handle, and that's how I much think I... it's like Miss May. Maybe um, two one, Miss May two one three. Yeah, so that's me on Twitter. That's that's it really. My Instagram is private, so um. yeah. <laughs> But Great. That's it. I mean, I think you're going to have me back, and I might do another blog for for Colour Out yeah. the Box. So, so yeah, because yeah, May, you formerly wrote um, "Learning in Lockdown," mm. which um, which is currently on the blog. So everyone, please go and have a um, read of that. It's um, a really honest kind of like perspective of the you know education um, system and also um, supporting parents in terms of. Um, 
teach having to teach their children in a pandemic so do go and have a read um and I would say um go and listen to one of Colour Out the Box previous episodes um the Queen and Slim one Queen and Slim is on Amazon as well so if you haven't watched it or you're re-watching it go and listen to that episode um to as we talk all things Queen and Slim and give our breakdown of Daniel Kalua as Dr Umar likes to call him and all those good things <laughs> you know what I haven't seen Queen and Slim yet believe uh, it or not so I should I'm gonna, I know I don't know why watch it that out. watch it and then go listen to that um, episode we'll put it in the show notes will do okay until next time bye bye thanks Mo.